Welcome to another episode of Love with Elise Peck. I'm your host, Elise Peck, best-selling author, a private one-on-one coach. I get people the love and the life that they want. And uh, I've helped people over thousands of hours to get the love and the life that they that they desire. I'm really, really excited to be bringing this episode with you today. This is with Anna. And uh, I've personally witnessed the beautiful love in her life and the relationship. And I, I, I'm really excited. She's got a lot of wisdom. She's actually an incredible relationship coach and matchmaker herself. So not only does she have this beautiful relationship in her life, but she's also got a lot of uh, knowledge and she's really gone deep into understanding the science of love. So there's a lot of beautiful nuggets in here today. Uh, and I'm, yeah, really, really excited uh, to welcome her on board. So uh, get ready to feel really inspired, loved up and into the love bubble as we hear about how Anna came to have the love that she wants in her life. And as we look for the common threads and patterns and breadcrumbs and the inspiration in hidden in, all, in other people's love stories. Welcome to another episode of Love with Elise Peck. I'm your host, Elise Peck, and today we're speaking with Anna Swoboda. Now, Anna hails from a successful career in television where she learned to understand people's stories, hopes, and dreams. And she then discovered that the science of love and relationships was her passion. And over the last 10 years, she has pursued the best relationship education across the globe, and she loves turning singles into couples. But I would like to share why I have invited Anna onto the podcast today. And uh, we we just by chance met at the local rock pool here on the northern beaches of Sydney. Uh, I was drifting along there with my, I think my youngest daughter had the idea that day. She just had to go in into the saltwater pool uh, in winter. And I went along and um, there was this, you know, clearly you could like feel, feel the... Uh, the the energy around this couple uh i looked down and i and i saw this couple and i i actually felt uh, drawn to them i was looking at them and i was uh looking at this energy and thinking well not even thinking i was just feeling um an energy it was interesting i was looking and i i, I just felt a sense of like love or something it was weird um just you know you look over people and you get a good vibe i just got a good vibe anyway and i just sat back my little daughter goes over and just starts chatting to them. This is very classic of my children. They will talk, they'll just go up and talk to people. But yes, my daughter went up to um, this couple and I think the man and the couple, she was saying, why aren't you in the pool? Are you going to go for a swim? Are you going to come for a swim? Why don't you come for a swim? Because my youngest is all about swimming. And uh, eventually, I, I can't, I think maybe my daughter came back and got in the pool. But the, the woman in the couple came over to me and she's like, hi, I actually recognize you from your Instagram. And, uh, you know, I'm Anna. I'm like, well, I'm like, hi, nice to meet you. And she's like, I actually do relationship coaching too. And I was like, what's your Instagram? Let me look you up. And um, so we got connected and uh, pretty quickly after that, we decided to catch up for coffee. You know, we're two women living on the northern beaches in Sydney. We had this, there was an absolute resonance between us. And uh, we also very strangely were both just moving one suburb across uh, and we're moving into the same suburb 
pretty much in the exact same week. So there's all these weird synchronicities and we just caught up and, and have been catching up ever since. And it's just a really beautiful, uh, great energy and a lot to talk about as two people that love to help people get the love they want. Uh, but the reason I brought Anna on today is to actually talk about the love in her life because she has this juicy, beautiful relationship. And I've been around it. I've been around her and her uh, fiance or partner, husband, whatever you want to call it. They're very close to getting married. And um, oh, it's palpable. It's, it's, there's this incredible energy around them. You can feel through you know, her, her partner's whole energy field. You can feel his whole energy is like all in on Anna. You can just, you know, when you're around some people uh, and you can just feel their energy, you can just feel he's so um, in the vortex of just magnetizing to Anna's world. And, you know, the two of them have this really, yeah, really beautiful energy. And so, of course, I wanted to bring Anna on and hear her story and hear how she happened to get the love in her life. And so we can all listen and, and take some inspiration and wisdom and insight from someone who not only knows a lot about love and what gets people the love that they want, but also has the love in her life. So welcome, Anna. Hello. Hello, Elise. Everything you said, it's so beautiful. It makes me feel like crying. <laughs> <laughs> feel free to cry. All emotions are welcome on the podcast. Yeah, I feel a little bit vulnerable today because, yes, I do have this beautiful love and everything is fabulous. But sometimes, you know, even when you have this beautiful love and a perfect partner for you, um, you guys fight or you disagree or you have a tough moment. And we actually had that today. So it's like a vulnerable moment for me because, yes, it's there. And yet sometimes it's tough. And now here we are talking about it and the beautiful things that you said. Yeah, makes me feel very, you know, soft <laughs> around my heart. Well, I love it. I love it. Do you know what this means, Anna? It means we're going to, we're really going to receive your feminine energy. You're just going to yeah. be this beautiful, open vulnerable thing. And yeah, I mean, totally. I think uh, one of the most important parts of relationships is like the ruptures and is um, being so authentic. I think if you've got two authentic people who are speaking the truth, um, that that is going to create these ruptures, which open up a whole new gateway of intimacy, which allows each other to know each other even better. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it, they, they can be the most bonding moments, actually. Uh, but yes, it, it, it is a vulnerable, your little heart is open and, and shaky on those days. So, uh, but often magic can come from being in that state of surrender. Mm -hmm. So thanks for showing up anyway. I'm always so happy to see you. All right. I, I would love to mm -hmm. start with a question, which is, I would like to know what your mindset was like right before you met um your partner so mm -hmm. where like what was your energy what was your mindset what were you feeling about life right before you met him mm -hmm. yes I felt something that I called a happy single so I was in a place in my life when I was very happy with what I did uh, professionally I was very happy with uh, where I lived uh, my social circle and I really wasn't looking for anything I uh, I was pretty fulfilled just by myself, you know, and my life. 
and which is a novel was a novelty to me because I spent my um, most of my life actually really looking for a relationship and trying to find someone and dating. You know, I went on more than a thousand first dates because I was always pursuing that. I always wanted that relationship that I dreamt of, and I knew exactly what I wanted. It was hard to find, so I was always on the market dating, and then. It brought me a lot of joy and, and also some frustrations. And I decided to give it, take a break, give it complete rest for a few, whatever it takes. It took a few years and really figure out first, what do I, what am I doing wrong? And then figure out the basics really. Why do I want this? Why am I chasing it? What do I really want exactly specifically? How do I want to live? And all this led to the discovery of the science of relationships, of self-discovery. And so when I met my partner, I was single for, I think, three years. I didn't date anyone. And when I met him, it was amazing. It was kind of like a, you know, groundbreaking experience. But I wasn't not even like, it, yeah, it's sure. I thought, wow, this is a dream guy. But then I, and in the same time, I wasn't in that space where I would get super excited about someone just because I wasn't in that mindset anymore. Mm. In fact, after, once we started seeing each other a little bit, I started to worry that it would disturb this beautiful life that I have, that I don't want it. That, because relationships in my life, you know, they are always associated with pain and struggle and disappointment and frustrations. Because I, I was always very authentic and I always lived my truth. And I, I'm honest like too honest sometimes I, I I always say it even if I risk a lot and not many people I met reciprocated that and yeah so it, it, it was a lot of wear and tear on my part <laughs> and so when I met my my current partner I really felt like no I don't know if I ever want to go back there again but of course I did because I'm always taking yeah this is the funny thing like when it comes to love I always believed in it regardless. So like, you know, it doesn't matter how many heartbreaks and how many disappointments, I will always think, okay, no, it doesn't matter because it's still gonna happen, it's still there. So I was very courageous and very resilient. And yes, and with my partner, I thought, well, maybe I shouldn't do it. Probably not a good thing, but still did it anyway. But yes, long story short, that was the mindset. <laughs> Yeah, so it's, it's sort of like you felt a resonance and a pull and then you also had um, some resistance going on. Mm -hmm. You also had, well, this feels great, but I have just put a lot of effort into building this life and I've got a beautiful life. Do I want to disturb the balance? Is that? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. beautiful. Beautiful. So, so now tell me, how did you meet? Tell me how you met. We met in a very, you know, banal way which by the way 70 percent of singles meet for activities and mutual friends uh, even though i was always a big fan of online dating at the end of the day i got introduced to my partner through a mutual friend that we both had yeah simple <laughs> and i don't really have that much that many friends that's another thing at the time i, I there was a time in my life when i had hundreds of friends i was extremely social but then I really cut back. So by the time I was introduced, I only had fuel. And so fuel can be enough as it shows. And so this friend just said to you, hey, there's someone um, I want you to meet. And, yeah. and you thought, what, like, what, what was your thoughts when the friend sort of said that there was an opportunity there or that they wanted you to 
to meet up. She said, I really want you to, I met this guy, he's amazing. I really want you to meet him. If there's something, you know, about you and him, like you guys should meet. I, I said to her, you know that I'm not looking for any relationship or any romance even. I'm so happy with what it is now. And I really am not that open to anything. And she said, doesn't matter. Even if you're not looking, he's not looking either, you know, because he just got divorced and he's putting his life back together. And he just moved back to Australia after being overseas for five years. So he's not really into this either, but I just have this feeling you guys really have to meet. Maybe it's not even for love. Maybe there'll be a business opportunity or something, but you definitely should meet. And that sounded pretty amazing. It actually, you know, sent shivers to my body. Mm. Even now, actually, I feel it. Um, And that felt like something I thought, wow, okay. Because I believe in signs and I believe in, you know, synchronicity. And I had this like a feeling that, yeah, okay. If the, I don't like pressure. So if there was a pressure of, you know, you have to meet him, he's fantastic. I know you're not looking, but he's your know, next husband. I mean, next, I didn't have the first one. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> next, I don't know. The army's next one, I could see her too before. No, none of that. I just felt this, if she, when she said it, you, I don't know what is it really. You just have to meet this guy. I thought, okay, why not? She said the same thing to him, by the way. Uh, he said, well, he's not looking. But then she said, no, you have to meet. You have to meet this woman. You guys have to meet. So he felt the same. Okay, let's do it. Mm, beautiful. All right. Now I, want, I would love to hear about um, your first impression. So mm-hmm. you see him. Um, what is that like for you? What is the first impression? What is that moment? where you first meet this person like? Well, it's a funny story because she told me his name and I, and, I, and I Googled him, which I always advise my clients not to do. <laughs> <laughs> if going out with a man, don't Google him. I had Googled and I found uh, this man and I thought, yeah, okay, he's, he's nice, but not really what I would go for. So clearly my friend doesn't know me. Uh, well enough but I'm sure he's a great guy so of course I'll come with an open heart and mind and there was a party at the at apartment in Bondi and that's when I, where I was invited my friend was there she said it's going to be a few friends and also this this guy that I'm introducing you to Michael and I felt great so I knew what he looked like because I googled him I knock on the door in Bondi apartment and this fabulous looking, so the door opens and this gorgeous, like drop the gorgeous man opens the door. <laughs> he was really, I, I'm very much, I love men dressing well and you know, I have a lot of fashion and he was just dressed so in my style. Like I thought, oh my God, this is perfect. This guy is beautiful. And I thought, oh, it's a shame. It's not that micro that I'm supposed to meet here. Uh, and I didn't want to be disrespectful towards the, the one that I was supposed to meet. So I just quickly said, hello, hello. Just, in- just invited me. And um, yeah, just didn't want to spend too much time with the gorgeous one to not disrespect the actual one. Mm-hmm. And so I went to look for the actual one. And he's not there. And there are a few people there. They're having fun, drinking champagne, you know, the party's starting. And that that Michael that opened the door, he asked me what I want to drink. And I said, okay, well, I can have a glass, but I was still scanning the room looking for that Michael that I was supposed to meet. And he was not there. So I started chatting to the one that opened the door. And then 
I was chatting to him for a good 10 minutes when my friend appeared. I think that's how it was. I don't remember because I was already <laughs> moonstruck. I was already head over heels, but so I don't exactly remember what happened, but I think she just came and said, oh, so you guys found each other. You guys met already. And that's when it all clicked that I just Googled the wrong guy. <laughs> um, <thank God. laughs> I love this story. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what happened. And that's when I was really happy because I thought, oh my God, this is amazing. So I can relax. Now I will never Google anyone and, and I really don't advise anyone doing it. Um, I can just relax and enjoy. And I had the best conversation. I don't think I ever talked to anyone else at the party. I don't even know where I went. So it kind of felt like they're not even there. I just had a conversation with Michael and yeah, and I never wanted to leave. It was funny, you know, because I felt like the, the, the weird thing, like, you know, my mom was always, I had a lot of boyfriends and I, there were always boys, men around me and they were all nice, very nice people. My mom always asked me, why not this one? She particularly liked Hugh. She always asked me, why not this one? Why not that one? What's wrong with him? And I would always reply, even as a teenager, I would reply, well, mom, yeah, he's lovely. But what can he tell me that I don't know already? I don't know, you know, why did I say that? But that's what I always thought and said to her. And my mom was like, but who is this? what does it have to do anyway with dating? And for me, that was the biggest thing because I always wanted a man to be inspiration for me in, in something that I'm passionate about. And as I started talking to Michael, I really quickly found that there are so many things that he can tell me that I don't know already. And I'm very interested to find out. So I think that's what, that was like for me, like a opener that I, I wanted to hear and know more. Mm, so beautiful. So I want to go back to that moment where you're saying that you can't even remember because you were already head over heels. Mm -hmm. So what was that? Did you just feel an energy? What was, I, I want to capture the essence of that. What mm -hmm. you feeling like so you're there you're talking to him and you were just immediately feeling like I'm attracted to this guy um, yeah energy. Uh -huh. um is is that it and his, has he told you what he was thinking and feeling when he was first talking to you has he told you his version of oh, the funny thing is that he told me that the moment I was actually mentioned to him by my friend by our friend he already knew like he was very energetic, you know? Yeah. And in his like very intuitive, energetic, he said that he already knew that he could feel it, that that's her, even though he wasn't looking, but mm -hmm. still he could feel it, that's her. Whereas for me, it was more like, because I was more, you know, I was raised very much all like everything is in your head. There's no other words. There's no energy. There's no anything really just head <laughs> and then you die <laughs> so I was quite a long time in my head you know yeah. so for me I probably felt the energy like sure I felt attraction mm. I felt magnetism mm. however I was so in my head still then I was actually doing work on becoming more in tune with energies and in, you know my gut and intuition and just more in the body um, that I still felt like this is like a feast for my brain more than anything, if I recall. The conversation? 
Yeah. It's like, like a- this from my brain. So it was really engaging conversation. And so he felt, you know, and I, I've actually seen him say this, mm-hmm. that, that as soon as he got the text or the, the woman mm-hmm. friend that he knew this is her, he felt. Yeah, he heard that. And, and, and he was like, I'm not going to rush this. Um, I'm going to enjoy this because I know it's inevitable. Like he had a sensation of this is her and it's inevitable. Um, and so has he said in that first conversation whether like what he was thinking or feeling as you were having? No. No. So I left at the time. It was beautiful. You know, we exchanged numbers. I left and then he invited me again to something. But again, there were other people around. Mm. which is good but at the time I thought like you know he probably really likes me Mm. as a friend because I'm interesting and I made him laugh he loves to laugh (laughs) and I love making people laugh so it was good (laughs) and so when we yes we put up again and that's when I started to feel like it would be amazing if he actually wanted to see me as you know as a woman like just the two of us and then we had like a break so he had to go away and this, the third time I saw him was when we were just the two of us for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was like, I think, in a, between the first meeting and the third meeting, it was probably like two months. So it wasn't like evolving at all. Like I felt like, oh, it's a shame, but I didn't feel, you see, I still felt like I would be honored if he actually liked me oh. at the time, you know? Like that's how much I liked him. But I thought, oh, there might be so many people in his life, like more interesting or something. I really still felt a bit of that. But in the same time, I felt the first time I saw him. So the first time we were the, just the two of us, then I think I had that, I relaxed really. And I had that hint that, oh my God, I'm going to marry this guy. I remember that. You had that feeling, I'm going to marry this the guy. The third time, the, the time that we were the two of us, just yeah. the two of us. So our first date really, like just the two of us. Yeah. I had that feeling like, wow, I'm going to marry this guy. And then I thought, oh, don't be, st-. I straight away like had this dialogue in my head. Like, don't be stupid, you idiot, you know. I, yeah. I always <laughs> So pretty much had this experience of like no one was ever quite it. And then suddenly, oh my gosh, there's someone I actually think I'm going to marry here and I look up to and I'm kind of Mm. on that they even like me, which is like a totally new experience for you because you were so busy going, nah, he's not right, he's not right. And then suddenly, wow, I would be honored if this person was into me. That is so cool. Yeah. Mm Yeah. And what, what was the year that you met? uh to what's today so it was four years ago so yeah yeah four years ago and you're you're due to get married and you've just moved into this incredible beautiful home together second home together we actually moved in together after like one month of dating exclusively yeah well how did that about so so tell me how you went from that first date together so your third date but it's really your first one-on-one date how did you go from that date to becoming a couple Sounds we like- have we have taken it slowly, which is funny because, like, you know, so Michael always said, I wanted to take it slowly. So I was always wondering, so if that's slowly, what's fast for you? Because <laughs> <laughs> basically, yeah, we started dating exclusively. So we had a talk. So we dated for like a month, let's say. And I'm sure he was seeing other people. I, I wouldn't say I wasn't like I was, you know, I kind of felt awakened again in this, you know, sexual energy. So I was also going out. Um, and then we, st- so we were seeing each other. And then we, we had the conversation in January. And 
in March we were living together basically because we so we had a conversation in January that we don't want to see anyone else that that we are both very much you know one we believe in monogamy and we believe in intimacy and we believe in going all in or nothing and so we had this conversation in January but in February we went overseas together and in March we rented our first apartment, literally like a week after we came back from overseas. And did he initiate all of that? Was he like, I want to take you overseas, I want you to move in? Or like, how, how did that all come about? He was going overseas anyway. And he said, why don't you just come with me? Yeah. And I said, well, I can't because I have war commitments and all that. But I thought like, you know what, let's just do it. I did it many times in my life before. <laughs> oh yeah, many times, not with a man like that, but that I just changed everything and I had commitments, I had life, you know, I moved here, I like this to Australia from Poland. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm I'm this, doing yeah. Yeah. So I I this is not new to me, but he invited me and I thought this is a great idea. Let's go, let's get to know each other. We went for a month and then as we were traveling together, his apartment actually oh yeah, so the fun so even before that, his apartment, his lease was uh, coming to an end. And I offered him that if you, you know, if you want somewhere to stay in the meantime that you find a new place, just put your uh, put your stuff into my apartment. I was living in Mosman. And he said, really? I'm like, yeah, of course. And he did. So, yes. And then straight away we went overseas. And then when we came back, overseas already we were talking about, he said, you know, that this apartment, I don't have anywhere to go now. So... I was thinking that maybe we should just rent one together because the one I was renting was too small for both of us. And I said, absolutely, let's start looking. So we were looking, there was nothing on the market. And the moment, of course, like I always said, especially with properties, the moment we landed in Sydney, the new place came up and the next day we saw it and the day after we signed the lease. Wow, it's just that fast. Just again. And then, yes, that's, that doesn't end here. We lived together there for two months. And then we bought a house. Wow. So you bought a house together when you'd been together for three months. Mm -hmm. And we saw one house and we bought it. Wow. And it was perfect. And that was perfect. That's when I really, by then, I did a lot of work on energies already. And I could really feel into things. And I felt like, yep, there's no risk. It's perfect. We bought that house together. Looking at one house, we saw it once. It was going for auction that day. But it didn't sell. We bought it. We um, uh, moved in together to a new house. After that's crazy. I know it sounds crazy, but we never regretted it. It was perfect. And then we sold that house and bought this one. But we, you know, because we did, we did it in the best time to buy. So yeah, kind of. I, I'm very good with this actually. <laughs> Manifesting property. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I've I've been to Anna's house and she was saying this is exactly what she visualized. She visualized mm-hmm. this thing and then it came in and it happened. <laughs> and yeah. Um, yeah, that's incredible. That's in, it's a incredible skill set. Um so you you basically go from you meet and then there's a 2 month gap. And then once it's on, it's it's on. Within three, within a month, you within a few weeks, you've traveled together. Within a month, you live together. Within three months, you've bought a house together. Um, yeah, I mean that's absolutely incredible. And now you're about to you're going to be getting married, which is very exciting. You've moved to this. So yeah. 
when did you get the feeling like you sort of said that you you felt a lot in that first conversation but when did you get the oh you already told me third date you got the sensation Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he got that sensation just from the messages so and you've also you've the, the beautiful thing is I have all these questions but you've so naturally um they've so naturally fallen out. So usually I would say, how are you feeling when you're with him and away from him? Because something that I hear is that often those in really contented relationships, um, they felt kind of excited and good around the person, but then when they were away from them, they weren't anxious about it. Um, and it sounds like that was the same with you. Is it you're around him, but then when you're away from him, I, I recall you've said to me at one point that you just thought to yourself, trust the process, mm-hmm. trust the process. And there was this, and, um, and I recall from the same conversation that he said he wanted to enjoy the ride. So he knew. And so you both have this energy, which I've seen as to be a common trait, that no one is panicking or worrying. And even though things happen fast, it sounds like it was in flow and not an urgent feeling. It was sort of like a towards creation rather than an urgent panic. What, what Would you say that? Yes. And, you know, the funny thing is that I always had the panic before. Did you? Mm-hmm. I was anxious. I, I am anxious, you know, in general. But when I had a secure slash anxious attachment style in all the relationships, and usually they would bring up the anxious. Yeah. Whereas with Michael, I felt secure straight away. Wow. And yes, it, it was like that. I started a little bit of panicking. I, I remember I went to watch a movie by myself in, uh, in the cinema. And as I was watching this movie, I started to feel a bit panicky. And then it was kind of like some voice out of heaven or somewhere else that yeah. in me, like an extra voice from somewhere else, came and said to me, just shut up and trust the process. And I really did that. And I felt like, you know what, why not? I will, I will try this. I'll do this. Something new. Okay. And I read all the books, you know, about law of attraction and Abraham Hicks became my guru. Um, and I thought that's probably that voice, you know. Mm. from the universe like the uh, the ultimate well-being is telling me just chill out and enjoy the process and i did just that and i really enjoyed the process of course i became anxious later you know for little things but mm. the beginning was very safe and very beautiful and as you yeah like you said you maybe when we know that that's the one you know we know and we don't have to be anxious maybe that's the thing and when we are anxious there is a reason for it yeah it's it's saying mm. it's not quite it Mm. it might be that I wondered about this a lot mm. that I always felt that I'm a bit like this I'm a bit like that I should be more like this I should be more like that but maybe I just knew all the way you know yeah maybe it was just you were around the wrong people I think so now but from the perspective that I have now I think that's what it is so I always tell my clients as well if it feels wrong there's something there you can't pinpoint but it's just not flowing then trust that there you're not an idiot you know and a lot of the time people tell us oh you do this to that people want to find an excuse for their own behavior and put it on us Mm. yeah and if we like i feel in my relationships at the end of the day every time i would go out with someone and the first or second meeting i there would be something that i would notice that i didn't like and i'd ignored it and i thought to myself i'm too picky i'm too this i'm too that i'm stupid I was berating myself a lot because my parents used to do that to me lovingly, but it had a, you know, wrong effect. And I was always telling myself that. And then after like, it could be a month, could be three months, could be a year, that particular thing that I noticed then was the one that killed the relationship for me. 
you uh-huh. know mm. yeah so the things actually I really feel like uh-huh. actually my I feel like one of my parents might have said this to me when I was really young that uh, notice at the start the things you really don't like because they're going to amplify over time and they'll be the things that in the end break the relationships I just like believe them at the start um yeah yeah that's a really uh, incredible incredible tip there so tell me about how you ended up engaged yeah it's funny because I never actually wanted to get I was never a person who wants to get married and have kids it was just never for me I wanted to have an amazing love story but I didn't want any like marriages I mean not that I'm against I just never I never fantasized about it but my partner is a marriage material because he is always getting married. He was <laughs> married twice. He's marriage material. He was married twice before. Yeah. And he's the marrying type, which is amazing. And, you know, he started talking about this. Well, he said, one day we should get married. I would love to get married. And I thought this is very beautiful because I never thought about it. But then if someone like him, you know, wants to actually, after two marriages that didn't work out, he still wants to get married and he wants to marry me and he trusts me enough. I think that's, that's beautiful. And so it wasn't a surprise or anything. You know, we talked about it. We um, uh, bought an, an engagement ring. It was during lockdown because it was hard to get anything. So we had, we done over Zoom and look at them. But it wasn't like a surprise or anything. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, spo- I always spoil, like I never had that, you know, when I watched the movies, there was always this like, oh my God, never had that we knew we were gonna do it and we picked the ring and then on valentine's day he proposed to me and the proposal was beautiful like the words he said were amazing and it's a shame i didn't record it because i i would like it now <laughs> yeah and uh, yes but it didn't change anything for me so it was already there and that's just something that's nice but it didn't change anything for me or didn't take it anywhere further or yeah yeah, so he really kind of led that process and you were just there for the mm-hmm. ride. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, let's do it. Beautiful. All right, so this is probably, well, I've got two more questions. Yeah. Is um, What are your tips on making love work? What are, you, what are your tips on making love work? I think that for me, the most important thing is like, I always repeat it over and over. It sounds like a boring you know, story now, but it's really so important. Like if you know who you really are, 100% and you know how you want to live like what's your vision for your life and your relationship and you really know what are your non-negotiables something that you cannot compromise on that's already because compatibility I would say 90% success because compatibility is so important and you know the society always tells us um, Opposites attract, opposites, it's, it's not. It's exactly what we just discussed, the fatal attraction principle. That's something that attracted us to someone because it was something that we maybe want more of in ourselves is that thing that then kills the relationship. Is that nail to a coffin. So I would say compatibility. Know yourself, mm-hmm. do self-work, know how you want to live, and then what do you really don't want to compromise on? And that already will create a lot more yeah it's just gonna be easy like really 90 percent of success i would say that that's my biggest one then once you're in a relationship it's even if it's the best guy on the planet there will be moments where as michael says when the rocks go down water appears 
What does he say when the when the rocks go down? When the rocks go down. Sorry, the other way. When the sorry, English my second language. When water goes down, the rocks appear. When the water goes down, the rocks appear. So visual. Isn't that like exactly? That's what happens for us, you know. Because I had a few things that I want that I had to deal with workflow. He had things like that too. So we had this time when we had absolute blast for like maybe six months, and then this water went down and the rocks appeared. And how you deal with it? It's a, it's a, it's a. Um, yes, everything really. Because we we went in. 100% truthful and authentic and vulnerable. Mm. And not being afraid of intimacy, but going very radical, you know, radical intimacy, going radically there and be so exposed and, and hairy toes and everything is really not so pleasant. That actually really bonds. And like we mentioned before, creates this amazing level of connection. Mm. So I would say that's tip number two, because it will happen. It's not going to, I don't think there are two people that are so compatible that there's nothing ever coming out. There's always going to be something. Yes. And and I Mm. think you need those moments to bond you a bit better. You know, when people go through traumatic moments or awkward moments or difficult moments, those are the moments that actually solidify, uh, you know, um, the bond. It's kind of how you traverse those things together. I actually want to bring up a quote that you gave me the other day that Michael had said, which I just think would be really cool to include in this, which was that um, he he apparently said to you that with the masculine and feminine dance, it's like the feminine is in the forest and the masculine mm-hmm. is in the balcony. And I, I loved that, that the idea that essentially it's the feminine in her own kind of glow and in her own energy and in her own world, and in her own forest, having a great time. And the masculine almost wants to be observing and watching and seeing her have her own her own forest. Is is that how you interpreted that saying? Yes. Yeah. That feminine goes and gets like today, you know, when we had our tough moment, I become emotional and I just see the problem and it's all through me the stress level. And when I step back, of course I can see it from the balcony. So I'm in the forest then, yeah, emotional. Oh my god, oh my god, the end of the world. <laughs> then I can step out and be on the balcony and see that it, you know in a big spectrum of things this is not the end of the world it's just something that is there and we can deal with it so Michael has like I have this balance in me but Michael has even more of it like he, he's very in the forest he's usually more on the balcony already mm-hmm. but he allows me to be in the forest and he allows the feminine and he in, he actually cherishes that and he really understands that and he himself is very much in touch with his feminine side and he's not afraid to be vulnerable mm. and so yeah like i want to go back to the tips you know and say first like be happy single because mm. it also i think that a lot of people look for a relationship because they don't want to look within themselves oh i mean I, you know what i have actually this friend yeah go on i have a friend who is a very successful businesswoman mm. she has four children she works full time. She always has a new project, a side project going. And I asked her once, how do you do all this? And she said, I don't sleep. I barely eat. I'm always stressed. I'm always on the go. And I said, well, what would happen if you stop? Then I would have to face my thoughts. Ooh. And that would be really scary. Uh-huh. And I think that's true a lot of the time. We look for relationship because to entertain ourselves, you know, not look into ourselves inside, just look out there for someone else. Maybe life would be easier or moving overseas, 
mm. ten times. New maybe this is not country for me. The other one would be different. It's not. So first, know yourself. Happy single, and then know how you want to live. What relationship do you want? What you not compromise on ever, ever, ever. And then once you're in a relationship, super vulnerable, super honest, extremely true to yourself. And if your partner can't handle it, great. He's not for you and you have to move on. It's super painful, but that's, I think, my tips. I really, like, these are the tips, like, because this is, the, 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 the relationships are so amazing if we actually can be that vulnerable with each other and so, and that honest. And that's wow. how we us as humans don't we that was incredible. sorry i just sidetracked like that. you were on fire i was like this is amazing this is incredible yeah no that was total flow state and just such wisdom love it love it and um you've sort of said it here but my final question and you've pretty much answered it uh what do you think are the mistakes people make when they're seeking life partner because i don't know if you caught it earlier if you're listening along but uh, anna went on a thousand first dates a thousand first dates and she's had a lot of experiences and she's learned a lot from that experience and so i'm wondering from that wisdom and that experience and also from everything you've studied and you know about relationships, what do you think are, are like the biggest or just, you know, one or two biggest mistakes people are making uh, when they're looking for a life partner? I think that one of the biggest ones is like this massive attachment to the outcome. Mm -hmm. So let's say I know that I want to meet someone and every guy I'm going out with is the one. And even if he isn't, I'm trying to make him be the one. So I ignore the red flags. I don't answer, I don't ask questions I want answers to. I'm just kind of going with the flow, you know, having a nice time, but not being honest to myself. Or I think what really happens a lot, especially with women, is that if they meet someone and they like the guy and the guy likes them, but then kind of loses interest or never responds to them, that they really take it personally and they call it rejection. I think that's the biggest mistake that if you, yeah, but that comes back to personal work, like the, you know, the self-work that you do, because if you know who you are, then going out on this date with this guy, sure, you might like him, but he might not like you because maybe you're not what he is looking for. Maybe he has different requirements and you're not that. It's, to say it's up to him, yeah? it's, an, or, or it's a his thing. It's not your thing, it's his thing. And taking it personally, I think that's a must because that creates this, awful you know mindset of scarcity that no one likes me I must be something wrong with me so I will then make myself the way that perhaps they will like me for and not be true to myself so but the attachment to the outcome yeah and looking for relationships for the wrong reason like the, to fill the void rather than to add something extra to my already amazing life Mm. Mm. so beautiful amazing what else? Uh, yeah I'm else. there must be something else quickly <laughs> oh i mean it's been incredible all the wisdom that you've got now if people want to get in contact with you if they want to connect with you if they want to find you how what's the best way for them to do that i think the best way is to go to my website heartmatch.com.au or to my instagram i think i'm um, at Anna at how much? I'm not even sure what my handle is. Yeah, I can look it up quickly. Get in touch. My phone is actually even on the website. So just shoot me an email or call me. So her Instagram is Anna Swoboda. <laughs> A-N-N-A-S-W-O-B-O-D-A underscore heart match. So H-E-A-R-T-M-A-T-C-H, heart match. 
And the website is heartmatch.com, is that right? Yeah, heartmatch.com.au. .au, heartmatch.com.au. Perfect. And do you have any, we're wrapping up now, so is there anything that you, you're wanting to get off your chest or, you know, some fun, something that you really felt called to say today or some final parting words that you, that you wanted to leave us with? That life is fun and there are no two ways, you know, it, we, this is all a concept. There, there is no right way to be a, a, a partner, not a right way to be a wife, a parent, a co-parent, a mother-in-law, father-in-law. It's not, there are hundreds of ways to live and hundreds of ways to be in a relationship and just find your own one. Mm. Because life is fun, it can be easy, but we make it difficult. Including myself, I'm, I'm guilty of that too. <laughs> amazing well thank you so much Anna I am so grateful that you said yes to coming on to today very happy pleasure all mine oh no, no, pleasure is definitely mine too I yeah I'm so grateful you've given us some incredible wisdom incredible insights um it's been fun you've made me laugh quite a bit <laughs> and um, yeah I, I just love the way you articulate things and giving us some beautiful frameworks and, and amazing tips and insights there and what I love about your journey is it is a story of um, persistence, but also enjoying the process. Mm -hmm. So you didn't persist in a way that was uh, like an uphill battle, like you were trying to force a relationship into existence. Yes, you went on a thousand first dates, but you were having fun. It was a joyful process. You weren't mm -hmm. trying to make something happen. And, uh, and ultimately then you were like, well, this is no longer actually fun and I'm going to trust that. I'm going to take a little break from that. And it was just really trusting yourself and engaging with the idea of having a relationship in a way that uh, felt true to you and was giving you energy and was enjoyable. Uh, and I think, um, yeah, life can be fun, as you said, and you've, you've certainly created and manifested a relationship from that space of, of that energy of, of letting it be easy and fun and flow. So really amazing story. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you. And yes, it is fun. Yes, the process is fun. Meeting people is fun. Even if they're not the one for you, you can always learn something from them and have a nice experience. Just, yeah, expand your horizons. Just enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy it. Yeah. Trust the process. All right. Thank mm -hmm. you so much, Anna. Thank you. Thank, thank you for you. having me. What an inspiring episode. I love speaking with Anna and I hope you had um, some great laughs and uh, insights. It was amazing wisdom there to take away from. And I think it a, a great story, right, of hearing someone, you know, with really what felt like the world was telling her high expectations or the wrong expectations or she needed to be different or needed to change or needed to lower the bar or whatever it was because she went on a thousand first dates and still you know, could not find the love that she wanted. And then she ultimately decided to look within and go on a journey within and get really clear on what she really wanted and to, you know, live a life that made her happy. And then the love turned up and the love that did turn up made her feel like she never did actually have to change in the end, that she just to give herself permission to just really claim and own who she was and what she wanted. And I love that that's, that's a beautiful journey of both persistence, but also self-belief and trust in the process. And uh, yeah, a really great journey there, really inspiring. And she's just got a beautiful energy to be around as well. A lot of love there. 
All right. Now, if you want to get in contact with me or learn more about me, my this is Elise Peck. I'm your host and my website, elisepeck.com, E-L-I-S-E-P-E-C-K.com is we can read my blogs you can uh, and i put a lot of knowledge in there you can you'll find a link down the bottom of that to my instagram page or to my spotify playlist to find all the podcast episodes and subject to availability there's often a button on my website with a free one-on-one strategy call with me to discuss where you are in your life right now and where you'd like to be and to come up with a strategy to get you from a to b because i am a one-on-one coach that gets people the life and the love that they want all right thank you so much for joining and uh looking forward to connecting with you as we tune in for another episode of love with elise peck next time bye for now